0: Welcome back to the Educator's Room Podcast, a place for educators everywhere, regardless of grade level or content area. Put down your grade books and grab a glass of wine and learn with our host, Francesca. Welcome everybody to episode 64 of the Educator's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Francesca Warren. And today we have teacher slash inventor slash um, instructional coach, Haj Womag. Hey, Haj.
1: Hello, how you doing,
0: friend? <laughs> I'm wonderful. So guys, we're talking tonight about teachers who find their own solutions. And Haj is pretty special because he has been the mastermind of an app that will take all of your worries with parents away. So before we get into it, Haj, talk to us a little bit about your yeah. time in education. And then we're going to go into Teachers in Touch. So let's go into, like, who are you okay. as a teacher? What have you taught? All of these great things.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, my name is Joshua Womack, and I have taught social studies, ooh, and, or I've been around social <laughs> studies for over 16 <laughs> to 17 years in public schools at Atlanta Public Schools. That's where I've been. <laughs> I started off at... I'm glad... Okay. <laughs> I started off at Atlanta Public Schools uh, Brown Middle School, uh, taught at middle school for two years, and that was eighth grade uh, history. And then I went to high school, Mays High School Raiders in Atlanta, Georgia, as well. And I taught there and uh, for about four years as a teacher. And then I moved into um, um, as a quasi administrator of a single gender, a uh, single gender uh, program called Eagle Leadership Academy here at Mays High School. It was all boys. Did that for two years. Had some great things going on. And then I transferred over. To assistant principal at Best Academy, an all-boys school uh, here in Atlanta Public School, right there on Donnelly Hollowell. Okay. And then I became principal for three years. Okay. And then after that, I was, I'm an, I've been an instructional coach for the past three years. So I've done a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything.
0: Well, we love it. So you are you worked all in these all different areas, types of education. And one of the things that's really mm-hmm. struck out to me is that you obviously saw a problem. And a problems around yes. parental engagement. And we see it a lot today where schools are doing any and everything to get parents out. And parents just are not, um, they're not coming to the school as much as we would like them to. Especially for our students who That's need correct. it the most. So what did you see in your time in education that made you create this app? And guys, the name of the app, tell, tell everybody the name of the app, Hodge. The,
1: the name of the app is Teachers in Touch.
0: Teachers in Touch. Teachers in Touch. Teachers in Touch. Right. And so what made you start this app? And then we're going to go into the nitty-gritty on, like, how you did it. Because so many teachers have great ideas, but, like, how do you do it?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Well, first thing is that as a teacher, I just was experiencing various problems with getting parents out. Uh, And the problem is not just getting them out, but doing the work that it takes to get them out, right? Mm. It's a workflow for us. And it, is, it can take upwards of 10, 15 minutes per child. And as a middle school teacher, I taught 100 kids every single day. Uh, so just imagine making 100 calls trying to get folks out or 100 emails trying to get people out. So it's a lot of work. And then after that, I have to document the phone call. So mm. it's not just sending it or making it a phone call. I have to actually write this out on a parent contact log or I type it into a software information system. Time and more time and more time. And it just got frustrating to where sometimes I didn't want to do it. Mm. I still had to press through to do it, but I didn't want to. And then as an administrator, I heard uh, teachers complaining about it, that, hey, I I wish somebody would make these calls for me, or it just takes up so much time, or I wish there was a software package that would do this for me or make it easier. And so from my experience and then listening to others, I said, you know what, I got to get this done. I got to do this. Uh for for making this job easier so we can get back to focusing on teaching our kids, which is our core business, teaching children.
0: So let me ask you this because you know, a lot of us will say, Oh, well, I wish somebody would do it for me. I wish somebody would call the parents. But what was your first step? Like, are you an engineer at heart? Like, how did you even go about building this app? So you hear these problems. What's your first step? Like, did you just get this idea while in the shower? But, like, how did you even go about? Give us, like, the top five steps that you did.
1: Okay. Well, first off, no, I'm not an engineer at heart. I am a, a problem solver at heart. That is what I do. I like to solve problems and help people. So that's what it, where it all started. And then the second thing is that just start looking for, the, looking for solutions. I asked around. I asked the district tech person and looked on the, online and couldn't find a solution. So since I couldn't find a solution, I decided to build one. Mm. And that's where we got to the point where we started building the solution. And it was not an easy process. Uh, I finally got to a thing called Upwork, you know, those fiber, those, um, I forgot what they call them now, the contractual-type workers where they, they do that work on the side type right. of stuff. So I got with some people out and did a bid out in... Um, on this system called Upwork, a platform called Upwork. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. So
0: so you found the problem. You went to Upworks. So guys, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Upworks. So you you went around. You saw Upworks. That's right. Right. So you asked people like, hey, does anybody have a solution? Of course. People said no. So then you went to Upworks. Okay, keep going. I I wanted to make sure people heard that because I didn't want them to say, oh, I can't do it. No, you went and you found a solution. Okay, so keep going.
1: That's right. So Upwork, and there's other programs like it, like Fiverr.com, People Per Hour, just different uh, contractual works where you can get them to do something for you uh, uh, for just one thing versus having to hire a full-fledged company or something like that. And so I tested them out, tested this company out um, doing a video. And once they did a good job on the video, a small project, I said, now that I can trust you on this, let me take you to this bigger product, right, this bigger project. And they did a good job on the first project, so we went on and did the second
0: one. So hold on, and wait a second. And there
1: we built an app. Go so
0: what, so mm-hmm. what was the small project? Because I think you brought up something good. You said, I wanted to see if I could trust them on this smaller product project. So what was the smaller mm-hmm. project, and who did you look for on Fiverr? Because I know on Fiverr you can find, like, mm-hmm. graphic and designers, you can find all, but, like, what did you yes. look for? I actually
1: looked for coders and developers so if you want to do keywords like developers uh, coders and you really want to get that that person and then you can also look for words like app design mm, uh, so okay. they can actually build apps and then if you and so obviously there's different types of apps the first version was a mobile app so I typed in mobile app so what what happened was I typed that up I actually put a little proposal a little uh, description of the project and what's great about Upwork they have people bid on your project mm. and when they bid they got to put like here's my resume here's my portfolio so you get to click through and see what they did and they also have uh, a commentary by previous customers so they you start to read their ratings so you get a good idea it's almost like going to having somebody come and paint your house. This exact same scenario. Mm. And you test this, and you look at it, and you really go into it before you say, let me try you, right? You don't just say, oh, anybody can take my house. You know, you you look at them. And so we did that first. We looked at them first. We liked what they did. They did a good job on this video. So the video was just a um, mock-up of advertising the software, the the potential software. And they wound up doing a good job on just building this this project, doing this project for me. And then from there, we wound up building the app. And that was the mobile app. It took a while for that. Mm. And so we did that part. We did that part. But the thing is, I learned that that was not the best. The app market is so saturated that that is not the best way to make money. It was not a good business model. So I had to pivot. And this is what's crucial is that with any teacher, any person that's thinking about entrepreneurship, is that you may have to make a change. So you may go into the thing, go on one route, right. and the, the consumer base tells you to go a different route. So you have to be willing to listen to your consumer, listen to your customer, because so, they're right, and they make that change for you. So we made the change. Uh, and we wound up doing something, less, not mobile app, but more web-based applications, and we were able to really take off from there. And the only way I was able to do that part was really join in with a partner of mine. His name is Arthur Williams. He's my co founder and chief uh, technology officer. And he really got in and started managing this software, building it out, coding, and doing all those things, and making it so much easier to interface with the actual. Coder and developer who's
0: writing all of the lines of code that we have. So let me ask so you that's this.
1: That's what I would suggest to a person.
0: Put okay, so they're going to go button. to Upworks. They're going to put that in. What type of uh-huh. price point? Because teachers are going to be listening to this and they're going to say, oh my God, I've had this idea for so long. Nobody's ever done it. What type of price? Uh-huh. Because people can bid on it, but was it difficult? Because yeah. we know teachers, you know, we don't make a lot. But was it difficult for you to get the money to even do the first phase of, okay, now you did a small job. Now here's a big job for you to do. Uh,
1: Yes, I had to pay it out of my pocket. Uh, I had to pay it out of my pocket. I took some of my uh, uh, tax return money. I took some of my summer school money. I took any of those extra jobs that we do, you know, maybe it's a Saturday academy or night school that money had to be taken from there and put into the business. The other thing was friends and family also helped me out. I mean, mm. literally donated, here's $500 to help build the website, or here's another, uh, here's $1,000 to help build this portion of it. So those things helped come into play to really pay for the build of the software. So mm. friends and family, uh, and uh, just taking all the extra odds and in jobs, Instead of going out buying clothes, I put it into the software. Mm. Instead of buying shoes, put it into the software. You
0: know? Mm.
1: But the price point, to answer, answer the other question that you were saying, is that, uh, that you asked, is that I try to keep my price point between $25 and 15, 10 to $15. And that means a lot of this work, and that's per hour, that means a lot of this work is going to be offshore. Meaning they're gonna come from India, mm. Russia. I've had Indians work for me, Russians work for me. I've had uh, a Malaysian work for me, uh, and all of this is through Upwork or uh, Fiverr, People Per Hour. And so once you build a good relationship with them, you can say, "Hey, I'm just gonna go straight to them now. I don't need to you get all these other people. I know they can do the work. Let's just keep moving forward with just you." And that's how we uh, did a lot of the work there.
0: Wow. So you have to, so if I'm hearing you right, you have to be willing to put your own money in because technically guys, what we're talking about is somebody is a teacher who not only saw an issue, saw a pain point, thought of a solution and then put their money where their mouth is. So a lot of people listening to this are going to say, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Hodge isn't rich, just like I'm not rich, but you can do it. If it's something you really believe in, because actually you're somewhat building a business model that you're going to then market to schools. So when you talk about your price point, is your price point for individual teachers or is your price point for individual schools or for both?
1: Well, that, that price point that I was talking about was actually uh, if a teacher wants to hire, a, con- uh, hire oh. a person to do the coding for them. Okay. So that was what, that 15 to $25 is actually a price point for that. Uh, but to answer your question now uh, about my price point for teachers to touch, it averages about 10 to $11 per child. So, and that's for a school. But for an actual teacher, a teacher right now can go on our website, which is www.goldteachersintouch.com, and you can literally download and I mean, get access to it for a premium for thirty days, and then it's ten dollars a month after that for a teacher. Uh, So that teacher has the full access to it. Uh, The school, on the other hand, uh, has another whole set of features as well. And uh, really get, uh, we can go into their pricing based on the number of teachers that they
0: have. So let me ask you this let's talk a little bit, and guys, we're gonna get really nerdy for a second. What does your app actually do? If I'm a teacher, I'm a ninth grade teacher, and I have 150 students that I see every single day, how would your app make my life easier? And let me stop for a second and tell you guys this is not an ad so I'm not getting paid to to, to interview Haj. I'm personal friends with him and he's been talking about this app for years and so I thought it was really right. really important for teachers to hear his story because whether you want to build an app a website a business whatever it is I want you guys to get a real deal on what happens when you do it the good the bad and the ugly because we're going to get to that also so Absolutely. talk me through like what Absolutely. the app actually does
1: okay I, I want uh, Before I answer that question, I really uh, want to amen what you just said uh, because this is real, and I'll tell you a pitfall that I actually experienced in a few moments as well. So it is, there's some bad parts that you have to really be able to uh, be willing to weather. So you're definitely right about that. Uh, and, and this is something that really is about helping teachers. Teachers in touch. But, and also I want to offer, if you get my email or whatever and you want to build something, I will gladly help you. So email me, talk to me, and I will definitely reach out, uh, return your email, and help you out in that in this entire process. So uh, I'm a resource. Uh, I am all in for teachers. That's what our product is. We really believe in the where the real work happens is in the classroom. Teachers are that's the key to student achievement. So we want to really help the teachers so they can get back to the real passion. And that is to get into the uh, teaching of students. Mm. So our app will help a ninth grade teacher save time, spend less time on paperwork and that red tape, and st- so they can spend more time on their actual class, uh, teaching class. And what do we do? One, we help you make the phone calls, emails, and contacts, which and document all of those at one stroke. So you do one thing, meaning you t- type in your email. And if you send it
0: off, it's automatically documented for you. So, hold on. Let me go back. Text
1: messages and phone calls. So, it says text
0: messages and phone calls. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. So, as a ninth grade teacher, I can sign up. I can put in my kids and their names. And it will call parents for me?
1: You can. No. You still have to call them. Okay. You have to call them. You have to actually. But you call them from within our software we will give you a number so you don't use your phone anymore. So put your phone in your minutes. Put that all to the side. <laughs> you don't have to have a second line. You don't have to have a second phone. You don't know. So you can cut that bill up. Just throw that away. And just use our software to call. And we call over the internet. So you literally can call from your cell phone or from your laptop or your iPad. And it will call out and will document that phone call for you. So the time what is about all of those things will be in your report. So you will have to you want to do a contact log. We do that contact log
0: for you. Mm. We do it
1: for email. We do it for text message and call. All at one place. Wow. All in one place. So you don't need to have remind. You don't need to have all these other software products, and you have to have five, six of them so you can do one thing or do several different things. We're the one stop shop. So go ahead and email, text, and call straight from our software, and it'll be in the cloud for you. So when you go to a meeting and do a parent-teacher conference, yes, I did call you, and this is what it was about. Mm. Yes, I did text you, and this is what it's about. So you no more having to scroll through and find that particular text message. No, it's all searchable right there in the cloud for you. So that's one thing that we do for you. So that contact workflow that usually takes ten minutes, kiss that goodbye. It's less than 30 seconds. The longer, whatever you're typing will take you the most amount of time. So if your message takes you you five
0: seconds, then you're done. You're done just that easily. Wow. So So that's a great thing about us. So you'll be able to. That's one great
1: thing. We have other things as
0: well. (laughs) We'll get to those. So a teacher can Mm -hmm. sign up for your stuff. They can contact the parent and Mm -hmm. put it in there. They can call them through your app. They can text them through their app, and everything that you put That's in correct. there will save it for you, so you don't have to make these copious notes and all these things. Correct?
1: That's correct. That's oh
0: wow, correct. I didn't know that. I really didn't know that, guys. Like yes. he, well, before we started the phone calls, he said he said, you know, we've done things, we've gotten even bigger and better. So, okay, so I'm like a kid in a candy store. So, what else does your app do?
1: Great, I'm glad you asked. We do other things like referrals, so that whole. Discipline referrals and counselor referrals and social worker referrals and administrative referrals. We do all of that, too. Mm. So all of those referrals that you have to do, we do that for you. So within our software, you can refer a kid to various people, and we're pulling all of the supporting interventions that you did for this kid. So a lot of times administrators have to come back and ask you, well, what did you do for the child? Well, you go, well, he did this, the kid did this, the kid did that. But then they always ask, well, what did you as a professional educator do for the child? And you have to then go scramble to find out what you did. Well, the great thing about our software is we pull everything that you've done in our software and attach it to the referral. Mm. So the referral will say, hey, if this kid is disruptive and everything that you've done for this kid, call his parents, email, you refer them to the counselor, we pull it all in there for you and send it to the administrator.
0: Wow! So you
1: don't one thing. You do one thing, we do the rest for you.
0: So, so that's you,
1: one of the great things about us.
0: So there's no so
1: that's just the referral side,
0: right? You know, so there's no more of, mm-hmm. of coming to meetings with like all this paperwork on what I've done. Everything. Nope. If you use the app, I can literally pull it up, and everything will be there. Correct? Everything will be there. Yes, ma'am. Everything wow. will be there. All the referrals, all of
1: the contacts you've made, and. Any other interventions that you've done for that child that you're thinking about going from Tier 1 RTI to Tier 2 RTI, you literally can do all of those things within our software, Tier 3 and Tier 4. So if you have some 504, SST, special ed, you do all of those things within our software, and it will pull it in for you, all of the various pieces, so that you can walk into a meeting and you can have a data-driven conversation right then and there without having all the paperwork and
0: trying to find a notebook and do all of that. Throw all the paper away. Just mm. use that software. Wow. Okay. So I have so many questions, so I'm going to start with this. Mm-hmm. So you have this mm-hmm. app that does all of this stuff. Is this what you envisioned it mm-hmm. to do when you first made it? Because, or did you, as you made it and as people worked through it, did you find glitches and say, Oh, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this.
1: Well, one of the fortunate things, I, my vision really was to do an administrative side, and I have, still haven't built that part out. Uh, but I really wanted to run, and let me back up. I, as a principal, I began my first year as a principal based on this mind map that I put together from my years of, uh, of working under LaPaul Shelton uh, as a mentor, uh, principal. He helped me and showed me how to really run a school. And with that, I saved everything. I saved everything. So what I did was I ran my first year as a principal off this mind web that I put together, mind map, and it was a successful year. So I decided, I said, I would love to be able to, when a principal get the keys to the building, that they also get my software to help them run the building, mm. not just the keys to open the building. <laughs> so oh, so wow. I decided, that's what the vision really started off as. And then, but I said, "Well, wait a minute. That takes up too much time, too much money to build this. So let me build something that I can do right now and grow into doing this for the administrator." So that's where Teachers in Touch came. It mm. came to be that first, and then we start. We're going to add other functions and features and build everything out. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow! So it's 2018. Teachers have this great yes. resource at, at, in their in their um, repertoire to use. How do teachers? Yes. How do teachers get to use this and in inputting their student information? Is there something they have to okay. do in case, you know, because student information is so tricky, and we never want to put them yes. put their information somewhere that's gonna put them in harm's way.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Again, we are all we're definitely about privacy and protection and HIPAA, uh, we're and FERPA. We're all of those. We definitely are compliant in those areas. The data is owned by the teacher or the school. It never That data does not belong to us, so everything is belonging to you. The only data that we ask from the teacher, we do not ask from any uh, birth dates. We do not ask for any Social Security numbers. We only ask for the, the contact information and the student ID information and if the kid already has a, a special ed or IEP-type scenario. And, all, and we do that solely so that it can make the job of entering that data for that teacher, a lot easier. Mm. Other than that, that data is housed in in a space area. Uh, we use the same. Uh, um, we use our servers are in the cloud by DigitalOcean, which is a world famous, world renowned one. is on the same par and level as Amazon uh, Web Services and Microsoft. So we use it in a cloud there. So it's not sitting in a uh, a place sitting over in. In in our own factory, our own offices. So that's one thing. So the data is safe. That's one. The second thing is that we have two major ways to get data in. If you're a school, we'll go ahead and upload your data from you. So you give it to us, we upload it for you, and the teacher just has to say, add, add, add. Mm. That's one. The other way, if you're a teacher and you're just uh, doing it on your own, just going onto our website right now, and you get a login. That is three easy ways for you to do it. You Either upload a spreadsheet of your students, or you can uh, individually put it in, which I don't recommend. And the third way is a fairly fast way, and a place sure you're familiar with uh, doing, where you send a link out, and the and the kids actually, uh, kids or parents actually will enter the information for for you, and then that is uploaded into your into your uh, access into your account. So those wow. are three ways where the student information gets into the software so that you can see.
0: And if I, at any point, when I want to, I don't want to use it anymore, I can delete all of my information.
1: You can delete all your information. You can download your information. You can print your information. It is all your information.
0: So, yeah. Mm. So you've talked about this great program, talked about all the things that work. I want us to talk about the things that didn't work. Because there are teachers right now who are literally saying, okay, well, maybe I can do it. Talk us through the bad. Because anybody oh, who knows, when you try to do something different, like, just talk us through the bad. What has not worked?
1: Okay. The first thing that I did was I trusted a person uh, that I thought could build the software, and he ran away with my money. <gasps> so that's just Ooh. in the yeah. And that was just a bad thing. I was like, ugh hurt me to the core, but I just couldn't give up. I couldn't give up. I saw the need, so I said, I'm going to press forward anyway. Mm. And that's when I came into Upwork. And that's the one great thing about Upwork is that the money doesn't go straight to that person first. It's held in escrow first. Oh. And so it's waiting until I actually approve it. If I don't like what I receive from that developer, they don't get paid. Wow. So that's the great thing about it. So it's held safely in, in escrow while we, the transaction is going on. And once I finally say, yes, good job, the money is released to that particular developer. Mm. That's how it works. So that's a great thing. I learned that after getting burned. So that's the first bad city. <laughs> so uh, I laugh to keep on crying. So, <laughs> so that's where that is. Boy, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You took me back a moment. So that's why I'm still <laughs> stuck. So let me move.
0: Listen, I feel you. I'm just um, like, I can, I can, I understand it. I, trust me. Okay, so talk yes, us through. What yeah. else? <laughs>
1: so the other bad thing, yes. The other bad things about it is there's, when you're dealing with people that are offshore and there's a language barrier, mm. the clarity of instruction is so very important. Mm. you got to be really specific and clarify what you're saying and what you mean. Because they're going to build, what you're saying, and and that's it. So if you leave something out, you will not be there.
0: Oh, wow. So if, you
1: skip, if you skip two, three steps, it more than likely won't be there. Okay? So and, and because, again, you're dealing with different cultures and different uh, language barriers. So you really have to be really specific. So what helped me to address that, and I didn't really learn this until Last year, January, so January 2017, that I really learned this, is to learn how to videotape what I'm actually desiring. So yes, I type it. Yes, I talk it. But then the video actually shows each scene that you want. So if I draw up a screen, if I want this button here, I say I want that button there, and this is what this button will do. I click on the button, and you literally see is happening and is recording on this particular software, and I get I don't get paid from this software, but it's really been useful for me. It's called screencast-o-matic
0: Oh yeah.
1: It, you can use it for free. Yes. 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 Yes.
0: yes you yes. know it. Yes.
1: Yes. yes. So you you it records your voice, it records with the clicks on the screen, so you can really clearly save it, and it's easy to use. And you share it. You uh you can put it on YouTube. As a private or unlisted uh, item, and you can send that link or embed that link in the documents that you are sending to the coder or your developer, for so them to be able to follow. Like, oh, edit, and now I see it. So, in that way, when it comes back to a conversation, it's it less confusion. Mm. So that's another thing that was bad for me. So now that I, and I'm glad you asked that question. So now that anybody wants to build these things then this is a way to do it. Make sure you put your uh, your screen. The other thing is the use of screenshots mm. to capture, because there's ideas out there, like Facebook may have something that you may want to use in your software or Twitter or some other software may have some button or color or whatever that you want to show uh, uh, the developer as an example. So you can screenshot, uh, upload it into Google Drive or an I'm not getting paid by any of these companies, but but, and share the link to that document that you're creating, explaining what you want to do, see a visual image of it, it it to look like, so it can they can create it and be as close as possible delivering what you, you desire. So again, it's the screenshot, it's the video doc. That they can actually read it and review it uh, on their at their uh, leisure and as they need it, it saves you so much time mm. and energy, Okay. And of course, before you do any work with anybody, make sure you have them sign a non disclosure non disclosure agreement.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so
1: that way you can you can set up any type of deal with any type of confusion, so that if they do something illegal or steal or share your idea. You can then go ahead and sue them. So you got to be really mindful of what what countries allow for that. So those are some major hiccups. Uh, as well. And I can talk to you uh, acknowledging about some others, so uh, if you have any further questions on it, I can definitely uh, continue going.
0: Right. I mean, so you you brought up the, um, I love that you brought up, you know, the the good and the bad, because sometimes people will say, oh, everything will be great. No, 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 it's not. There are things that happen that that bring you to your knees, and I'm glad that you said that. That's right. So I have to ask, Um, you're at the point where you have... Well, no, before I even ask this, there are going to be teachers listening to this who say, I want to do it, so I know I need to have a non-disclosure agreement. I know I need to you know, use Upwork so that my money is secure. What are some other business things they need to know? Like, like how did you make sure... Did you, are you an LLC? Um, do you okay. have a, a okay. bank account okay. that's separate? So talk us through that for a couple minutes.
1: Yes, yes. I totally think... Um... Right off the bat, before you really do anything, yes, go get your LLC. Uh, One, it protects you. Mm -hmm. Two, it helps you as your write-offs as well. So you can write off a lot of things that you're doing, and that's a whole separate conversation. Right. (laughs) uh, So definitely get your LLC, but it also protects you. It separates you, your personal money, and personal assets from the actual business. Mm -hmm. So if anything goes wrong, that business may take the hit and not you. The second part of it is set up your uh, separate account for your business, as far as your own separate bank account and taxes, and all of those things. Because, and it also in the state of Georgia and in other states, you can actually write off different things. Almost a total loss, depending on where your state is uh, and what your state tax laws are. And right. it's a major benefit for your own personal taxes because it is actually uh, almost as a pass-through type scenario. So your business losses can actually offset some of your personal uh, money, uh, that you, income that you make. So that's a, another major benefit. Mm-hmm. So, one, do that. Do you set up your company? Get your, get your tax ID number, which is really easy to do on uh, on the web government website.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, get you uh, a, a bank account. So that your money and transactions are going through there. Three, join uh, or write a business plan, either a business plan or an outline of a business plan. Mm. And we call these nowadays, this little nice little sexy way is called the business model canvas, which is just a business plan on a one page. Right. Okay? But the same work that you got to put in in writing this business model on a page, it's called business model uh, canvas. is is the same work that you have to do if you're writing a full-fledged business plan. Mm. So doing that really helps you to stay focused on what you need to do because there's so many things out there that are distractions. It gets you really focused, gets you to look at it, think about your competitor, what's competitions out there so you can really differentiate yourself. So that business plan is so very important. After you do those things, consider joining some type of group that actually – Um, will help you nurture and grow your business and grow your business acumen so Mm -hmm. that you can make good, sound decisions and maybe even get other resources like uh, that will help you, financial resources, talent resources, training. All of those things can come from these various organizations. I'm in one uh, accelerator called Morehouse of Sin 2020. Which is located right here in Atlanta. Mm. There's several others. There's Tech Square Labs down in Georgia Tech. There's ATDC, uh, which is uh, around the state of Georgia. And there's several others. Uh, small business uh, office uh, also does. So there's so many out there, but they will really help you grow and learn before you step out there and make a really major financial decision. Financial. Wow. So they will really help you, and you can learn all along the way. So those are some things that just before you really even get started in investing a lot of money, that you should do these things first, okay? Mm. And and right out, uh, in the midst of all of those things, you got to do one thing, and that is customer discovery. Mm. you got to add some potential customers, some potential customers or someone similar to your ex- actual customer. What is their pain point? hmm How much of a pain is this? Yep. What are you currently doing to address that pain point, so that you can get an understanding if there's even a customer out there or are you on your island thinking it's a problem and it really is So you want to make those things first. And I may not have gone in uh, perfect order there, but if you listen to the podcast, write it down. I'll help go back and prioritize it with you so you can make sure you're safe and sound before you invest a
0: lot of time, energy, and money yes. into your project. Absolutely. Okay, so I have to ask. You talked Obviously. all. You talked about the good, the bad, even the ugly. What keeps you going? Because so many oh. times the work is thankless. So many. Um, so many times, you know, you feel like giving up. Let me just let me just go back to what I know in education. But what keeps you going right. to say, right. you know what? I'm on the right track. Absolutely.
1: Uh, some of it's internal. Some of it is just an internal drive. Uh, faith uh, is, is just internal uh, as well. Uh, belief. I uh, believe in a higher power. That that that's my destiny, my purpose. Uh, so that's internal. I believe my ancestors really want me to do this uh, as my calling and education. But the second part of it is really external. When I See and hear my teachers that I work with currently and before complain about the paperwork, complain Mm -hmm. about the other stuff. My mom didn't even want me to go into education. She was a teacher at one time. And she said she didn't want me or my sister to go into education because of that workload. And here it is 30 years later, and the same type of complaint and issue is occurring. In Mm -hmm. fact, 2015, Georgia came out with an article called The Dropout Crisis. And, yes, we automatically think about high school dropouts as students. No, this article is talking about the dropout crisis as teachers. Teachers, How teachers are not staying in the field and not recommending others to come into the field. Mm. So those things show me that there's a major need. But more importantly than those things is that I sit here and I look at our kids. The kids that are sitting in May, Beth, uh, Charter School, KIPP, private schools, and I see what they're getting now, and I see what they can possibly get if a teacher has the resources and the support necessary to be truly effective and not just effective, but exemplary. Mm. And some um, those things that they're doing uh, that I would like to support them on drives me. I want to change these kids' lives, and the mm. best way to do that is to help teach
0: Wow. So
1: that's what keeps me going, helping teachers so they can help our students.
0: Mm. So you've given us so much to think about. Okay, so guys, I want you, Haj, take a second, tell everybody where they can find you, and guys, you'll be able to get this in the show notes. So I want email address, Facebook, okay. um, and then tell them where they can sign up. We want it all.
1: Okay, no problem. Well, my email address is Haj and that's H-A-J-J. Just like Malcolm X's name, at that's Innovative School Tools that's I-N-N-O-V, A-T-I-V-E School, S-E-H-O-O-L, Tools, T-O-O-L-S.com. And you can also find me on Facebook with at uh, Teachers in Touch, so Facebook, Teachers in Touch. Also on Twitter at Teachers in Touch. Can you spell Teachers in Touch? T E A C H E R S I N T O U C H, and that's all one word. Mm. Uh, and then you can find me on our website, and that's www.goteachersintouch.com. So again, that's www.goaltheatersintouch.com. Uh, and I just want you to, it's a couple of hashtags just so you can find me throughout that whole myriad of social media, and that's hashtag all in for teachers. Again, that's all in for teachers. A-L-L-I-N, the number four, and you spell out teachers. Mm. So that's how you find me.
0: <laughs> that's perfect. So, guys, you've heard this is so motivational, um, and this is good for the new year. We're only, what, eight weeks in, and so many teachers say, I want to do this, or, you know, we complain about not making enough money. And not to say that Hash has gotten rich, which I know he'll say he hasn't, but it's always good to be not able yet. to know. Not yet, right? But it's always good to know how you can use your talents and your critical thinking skills on how to fix issues that you see within your own classroom. So, Hodge, if you hold on for just a second, guys, stay tuned for next week. Episode 65, we are back with our new season of the Educators Room podcast. Every week, new topics, things that nobody ever talks about. We'll see you this time next week.